0: Welcome to the Negative World Podcast, a podcast about video games by the Nintendo fans at NegativeWorld.org. We are recording this on Thursday, January 28th, 2016, and it's the first episode of the year. Uh, I'm your host, Stephen, or as I'm known on the boards, Dr. Finkelstein, and with me today I have Dr. Rockin', and you hey. know him as Peter. Welcome.
1: Good to be back. It's been a long time.
0: Do you recall what, uh, you know I didn't look it up beforehand, do you recall what episode was your last one?
1: I think it was no. in May. Uh, I can't remember the number, but... So, <laughs> almost, almost a year ago. <laughs> that seems to be the pattern with these things.
0: That's somewhat true, although shamefully, uh, despite that it's been a year since you've been on, considering it's been like three months since we recorded a show, um, it's probably only like four episodes ago <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> That's my bad. But um, also, as always, we have my co-host, Joe. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Hi. Good to talk to you, man.
2: Yes, it has been a very, very long time.
0: Yeah. All right, so we'll just jump right in. Uh, we're trying to keep a tight show um, of two topics that we'll ramble on about. Um, but this episode, we wanted to go through uh, the results of the Negative World Game of the Year Awards for tw- 2015. Uh, Zero has been putting these on for a handful of years now, and um, I've got the results in front of me, and uh, we'll talk about. 2015 and 2016 Nintendo gaming in those, uh, respects. And of course, we'll divert wherever, wherever necessary. So, uh, sound good, guys? Yes. Okay. So let's jump right in then. Um, I should probably turn my sound off on my phone. All right. Good deal. All right. So let's, uh, let's start right at the top here with the cons or Wii U game of the year. Uh, I'll list off the the six uh, options that we had to vote from. Um, I guess I'll just do that, and we'll just go with it. We'll kind of follow the same format for all of these. But uh, the options were Yoshi's Woolly World, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, Super Mario Maker, Xenoblade Chronicles X, Splatoon, and Fatal Frame: Maiden of Black Water. So uh, just just throwing out there, does this? Happen to cover a lot of the bases for you guys for some of your favorite games this year.
1: On the Wii U, uh, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I'm not sure if there's anything missing. To be yeah, honest,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm looking at my games here. I I don't see anything else that I purchased this year. Um, you think
2: about, but.
0: Um, <clears throat> Joe, anything you you feel is missing?
2: No, I don't think so. There's, all right.
0: This is pretty much all of it. Well, uh, before I announce the uh the winner cuz we'll go with that first um peter what do you which one do you want to say what you voted for actually we'll we'll go with that cuz you voted in the, these things you
1: yeah all right um i voted for Splatoon. um probably made that clear in some of my posts on negative world but kind of <laughs> love that game <laughs>
0: uh-huh <clears throat> i'm pretty sure how often do you play these days uh
1: you know i i missed the couple nights that you were playing like i noticed you were in the thread uh mm-hmm. setting up games um but I usually play like every week, and it seems like I've been doing that since it came out. Like that's how much I enjoy the game. Mm.
0: Um, well, I feel like you've popped up in my games just randomly throughout the when, <laughs> when I'm not like announcing it on Negative World, but I've been playing more recently too in the evenings. And uh, I think I keep seeing your name. And I think I keep seeing Carlos. I don't know if Carlos is still playing, but a Carlos shows up quite a bit. Mm. So it could be a coincidence, but. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Splatoon uh, is incredible. I'm, I'm getting back into it. I was playing Xenoblade uh, Chronicles a little bit, and um, I think it was the latest Splatfest that got me back into it. I hadn't played like the last three levels, and man, that game was ridiculously fun. Yeah, it, it,
1: whenever I take an extended break from it, all it takes is just one quick session, and I'm right back into it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have a, a, a favorite um, stage? Uh, There's 16 now. They finally released them yeah, all. So there are a lot.
1: You know, I I really like. I don't know if it's my favorite. I'd really have to think about it. But I like Mahi Mahi Resort a lot. Mm-hmm. I've been having a lot of fun on that one. Well,
0: that is a good one. That is that's one of the newer ones, but it's also I'd say it's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. Maybe not the favorite, but uh, it's just way trickier than than others to navigate, but in, in like a cool way.
1: Yeah, I like the levels that encourage you to move around a lot. Um and that's I feel like that's one of them. There's a lot of jumping around and uh and then when the stage changes midway, it encourages you to keep moving around even more um so you can get those extra spots that just popped up so I kind of like that about it
0: yeah, it almost <clears throat> kind of doubles the surface area of the stage midway through, yeah, and um I just like the fact that there there's so many pits as well that you can fall in because I've gotten in some into some firefights where both sides, me and them, have been shooting and we accidentally jump backwards as we're trying to escape right into the water. And you go in the water?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, is, and, and like even moments like where, like, say someone's trying to sh- uh, fire at you, with, um, but they don't get you, but they still like ink spots around you. So you're trying to escape, but you get stuck on a like tiny, tiny bit of their ink and it messes up your jump and you'll end up like missing... The jump and just go straight into the water, just like things like that. It's that there's happen- a lot of crazy stuff that can happen there.
0: That happens a lot uh, for me on the uh, raised platforms because <clears throat> usually yeah, they, always, yeah. they have a little bit of both inks. And if someone's shooting at you from the from the bottom, you can get glued there real quick. And either <laughs> get splattered or, or yeah, fail your jump. But yeah, there's tons of good stages.
1: I mean, another reason why I like the game so much is that each stage feels like its own thing, whether it be uh, you know the the architecture of it, like it might be a vertical stage, a horizontal stage. It might have like a mid stage gimmick, moving platforms. Just like there's always so many fun variations, mm-hmm. um, and it just blends that platformer shooter hybrid in some really fun ways.
0: Yeah, this is <clears throat> this is honestly like one of my proudest moments for Nintendo in a long, long time that this IP hit so well. Oh yeah. And not that it was just popular, but just that it was so well made and so there's so much variety, I mean, and constant well, Yeah
1: And there was so much pop there was so much buzz around it throughout the entire year. Like another reason why it's my favorite game this year is it, it felt like it was a thing all year, like with the updates and splatfests and I mean, there was always something cool to do throughout the entire period It was it, since it was released in 2015, new stages, weapons, all that stuff. So there was always a reason to come back. and.
0: Yeah, pretty much every two weeks, I think there was something, whether it was a stage, a weapon, or... Yeah. Um, and and six, 16 stages is not shabby. Oh, not at
1: all. And kudos to Nintendo for supporting the game for that long, and, re- and really, like, cultivating it into what it is now. Like it started out as a really cool game, but within a year it's it's grown into a it's really come into its own. Like the game has matured almost like, you know, like a fine wine or something throughout all of 2015.
0: hmm Yeah, and that's kind of a principle that Nintendo's had taken with some games lately, like uh Super Smash Bros. while it was DLC more or less, they um they still kept a lot of interest going in that. Mario Kart had its uh DLC um, to keep you know things alive and with two whole cups and then you've got uh, Super Mario Maker which had free updates and still oh, yeah. it still is you know with new items and uh, corrections and yeah. yeah so I don't know in general I've been pretty happy with that mentality it's it's kind of amazing that I'm getting more fun out of less games right now which is I mean yeah some of the DLC has been paid DLC but overall I feel like it's still cheaper on the wallet and it, it it i guess prevents games from collecting dust. I feel like I'm swapping games out more cuz I want to keep playing multiple games, you know, months after they've released. Right. And I feel like it's um, just a different philosophy than they've had in the past. Yeah, it's it's
1: honestly one of the first years I can think of where I I played certain games for as long as I did like between I mean Super Mario Maker came out pretty late, but Splatoon came out pretty pretty early in the year. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I was since those games came out, I've been you know juggling them because of all the updates and stuff like that. And I don't know. I think it, it's not necessary for every game, but I think for the kinds of games that those are, I think the updates were beneficial to you know just the big picture for those games.
0: Right. Yeah, like I can't see how like Yoshi's Woolly World would have benefited from that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, so far it seems like Nintendo's got a decent uh, mentality about how to attack that kind of thing. Because we haven't seen it in everything. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, do you have any comments on Splatoon?
2: The only thing I wanted to add was uh, basically what you guys have been talking about. But uh, just the fact that, I guess from an outsider's perspective, to see people coming back to the game so frequently throughout the year and also and and not be any less excited about it like it seems like splatoon never became like a like a ho hum thing like people were multiple nights a week like really excited about like oh i'm going to get my friends together and play online and you know it's just really impressive that that they managed to do that i i don't imagine it's only because of releasing the content kind of you know, in little pieces. I think, you know, there's just something about the gameplay and or maybe the world or, or whatever that just kept people really excited to keep coming back and that's very, very impressive.
0: Mm-hmm. I think Peter had touched upon that a little bit. You were saying just how kind of when you get the bite, you know, you kind of get, you get it hard again, you're you're right back in. And that kind of happened happens to me as well. Oh, pardon the dog. Uh <laughs> I mean, like I said, Cause there's like... so
2: many games. It's just, it's just like it seems like a game comes out, and no matter how good the reception, no matter how high quality the game, and even if it's online based, it's like two months later, and and oftentimes, it's like hard to get a match together, which mm-hmm. is just kind of weird. But for what was a new IP, and certainly, certainly very out there. I mean, the idea of doing a shooter that's based on like. Covering the world uh you know just as much, if not more so than taking out your opponents, and it's like they're based on squids and they're these weird squid people and they swim through the ink i mean just you know to really make all of that work together and be that captivating for that long, you can't say enough about how impressive that is
0: yeah the the i p in general has been really well designed and taken care of. I mean, they've thought about a lot of different things from the clothing changes and the way that those work in the game, but also the style and just the thematic notes
3: throughout the game. Yeah,
1: and that's like a huge part of the appeal too, like how all the clothing is like their brands in the game and like the soundtrack, those are supposed to be like fictional bands that are, you know, in the game and weird stuff like that. Like it has a surprising amount of lore for a online like multiplayer shooter. I mean, it has a single player mode um where some of that stuff is too but um yeah there's just there's so many cool things surrounding the game just the whole trendy urban like squid like <laughs> ocean life culture of it it's
0: just it's just fun yeah. and that's a part of the game's fun there's indications that it's almost post apocalyptic after humanity has <laughs> has passed yeah. away and they've kind of risen above everything which is just funny in itself but uh you're right the lore goes so deep and I'm glad you mentioned the single player because it's easy to forget about it in this game. But I I love the hell out of that single player. Oh yeah. It's uh I wished it was longer, which I know is pretty much everyone's complaint. But it was just so great, and and now I can run through the levels pretty quickly too because I'm I'm very comfortable with the controls and everything. But um I would play a whole game designed around this, a single player game.
2: That's how much oh, fun yeah. it was.
0: It was like a th- third person platforming game with with shooting elements. You know.
2: I would too. That that is probably what would get me to. To jump in and purchase it is as if there was like a like a full games worth of of single player, I guess, and maybe maybe even more of that story, I suppose. But yeah.
0: I can see them elaborating on that for a sequel for sure, though, because I think yeah. that's they've only had positive feedback for the single player.
2: Yeah, I heard it's good and it looks good. I mean, I've watched videos of it. It looks it looks good, but yeah, I guess I just want more. I, I am kind of curious, do they, in, in that lore, do they say like, are these battles just for fun? Like, is it is it just like a sport would be in that world or is there something deeper to it? I,
3: yeah,
0: that's a good question. Do you know, hmm. Peter? Uh, I don't recall them ever mentioning, uh, like, the idea of the of the individual battles that we're playing online as, as part of anything. But you're right, I guess maybe it is like a sport for them.
1: Yeah, I think it's just some kind of sport. I'm not sure. They talk about a lot of different stuff. Um because you can each level has a has a scroll that you can collect. Um and each one kinda elaborates more on um the world or the characters and stuff like that. Um maybe one of those goes into that detail, but I, I forgot.
0: I'm not sure. I know it just mentions a lot about the the battle between the octolings and the squids. Yeah, which I
1: think is pretty pretty cool. <laughs>
0: it's it uh some of that stuff is almost it
1: read like kind of serious in in an interesting way like and even the music that plays when you're reading them it's all very like thought provoking and interesting but then there's goofy ones too so i love how they set all that stuff up
0: yeah absolutely <clears throat> well you know i guess to keep the the show moving cuz we probably could dedicate a lot more time to this but oh, yeah. um so that was your pick i'll admit that was mine as well joe what would your pick have been of the the options because you didn't get a chance to vote in the actual poll, but...
2: Correct. Uh, it would have easily been Super Mario Maker. Okay. Yes. Well, let's absolutely. talk about that for a
0: minute, then. All right. <clears throat> it's a pretty are, good game. So you're still playing it, I presume?
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, I was actually... I was going to play it just last night, but I heard that there was some sort of an outage or something. They had to I did fix hear that. a glitch or something said it was going to be down for like 37 hours or something. So I, I don't know how severe this glitch was. I heard it had something to do with like people could download other people's levels and then re-upload them as their own. And it was, I don't know.
1: Sounds like Nintendo Missing Go Mystery Mushroom costume or something and the whole thing just broke. Yeah, pretty much. Uh,
2: I think the reason why I've been playing it so much uh, throughout the year is because I've actually got a couple of of real life friends who has sort of gotten the game at, at different intervals like, like one friend who got it you know uh, a few weeks after it came out and then another friend who got it a couple months later and then another friend who like just got it recently and so as I think we've all seen like when people get the game they start furiously like making levels and uploading them so and then that tends to die off but the you know, from my end I've been able to have levels to play, you know, in a in a at a steady pace because of how my friends keep sort of taking turns, uh getting creative with it. Um so from that perspective it's been it's been really good and I've just been able to sort of just leech off of their creativity and enjoy just playing cool Mario levels. The one thing that I feel pretty guilty about is that I have not been uploading levels and that stinks because I don't, I don't really know why exactly. Uh, I guess maybe it's like, sometimes I feel like, like when like artists who feel like they don't have anything important to say or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes I, I guess maybe if I'm not like particularly inspired by a certain vision for a level, I just like, I just don't even Go into the edit mode at all. So I still want to do that. I still want to make more. And I see, I see people making things. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I couldn't do something nearly that interesting. So I just don't at all, I suppose. But but still enjoying playing other people's levels, certainly.
0: Yeah. How has the um, hundred Mario <laughs> challenge been for you? As far uh, well as
2: you interested? I yeah, I haven't been doing that stuff much at all actually i just play like i just go to the um whatever it is uh you know the mode where you can just like look at what your friends have uploaded and what random people have uploaded and then i just kind of pick and choose and i play for 30 or 40 minutes and and put it down and then come back to it a few days later but um I, i did the challenges a couple of times because someone said like oh that's how you unlock more mystery mushrooms or something like that yeah so uh i did it i've i've gone through it maybe twice or something and i'll say i did it once by myself and i didn't have very much fun with it but then i did it a second time with um with people around with friends around and then it was way more fun because first of all the bits where it becomes really challenging I don't know, you all of a sudden like you're laughing instead of just swearing, you know. <laughs> um and also what we were able to do which worked pretty well was um if someone really got stuck, we just switch out who was controlling and you know, sometimes that makes all the difference, you know, what's really challenging to some person, you know, might be a little bit easier to someone else. So
0: Peter is uh, a prime example of this. <laughs> <laughs> with his level design.
2: Because <laughs>
0: he makes yeah. some stellar uh-huh. levels.
1: Yeah. I, I imagine about 90% of my levels are on the expert mode Mario challenge thing. Oh
0: my goodness. <laughs> Do you even have any that break like 3% completion rate? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah and again, I, I've said it on the show before. I don't know if you heard that episode, but. And that's not to discredit your your design. It's not like they're badly designed. It's just. You make them so so intricate and, like, requiring such a great precision that, man, it's, like, on a level that I can't handle. I can't handle that heat.
1: And I think that's one of the cool things about Super Mario Maker is that we can do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that would never be in a Mario game and it probably shouldn't be. And it it's not necessarily, like, the best design level, but its it's fun to maybe challenge your friends or people you know with something totally ridiculous. Yeah. Or, you know... Something
0: like that. Well, and two, um, the the first one of yours I played was the Splatoon-based level, or the themed level, Mm -hmm. and with the costumes and everything, and then just with the way that you utilize the assets, I mean, you made a Mario level that is a Splatoon level, and it's very fun and, and interesting in that sense. Uh, that too wouldn't be found in a, in an actual Mario game, and, uh... It's great how you can use these tools to... Nintendo gave us the the ability to make Mario games ourselves or make something completely different, even though it looks like a Mario game. Huge variety. Again, keeps you coming back, right? That's like the theme of their year. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This will be a hard year to top,
1: I think, 2015 for the Wii U. I mean, there's still some good-looking games on the horizon, but Super Mario Maker and Splatoon was a really good combination.
0: And I feel like, uh, coming into this year, people weren't very positive about it. And then once Zelda didn't even show up at E3, um, you know, people were even more sullied on it and everything. So for it to turn out like this, I'm pretty pleased myself. I, I find it to be one of the better years that Nintendo's had in a while. Yeah. And I mean, I could, I could mention a few more games, but I guess, uh, since I said my, my pick, you said yours, and, um, Joe said his, do you guys want to know what the uh, console game of the year is for negative world 2015?
3: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, I should probably put a fake drum roll in here or something, but, uh, I you know, I'll go, I'll go in reverse order. Sixth place was fatal frame made in a black water with zero votes. Um, <laughs> zero that is, that is only, I think, uh, only two games in the entire voting didn't get any votes. I would well, still be love fair That's some someday. tough competition. Oh yeah. No, yeah. it was, it's completely unfair. Um, but uh, fifth place was Kirby and the Rainbow Curse.
3: Yeah. You guys still still that? I love it. I think I like that game, game
1: more than most people.
2: It was just, It just put a smile on my face. I loved everything about it. I still think I'm playing it wrong or something. Like, I just don't. <laughs> the game looks amazing, and it does have this incredible, you know, good vibe about it, like a lot of Kirby games do, but I'm just like... I'm just so bad at it. I don't, whatever. Well, maybe we'll talk offline or something. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's not worth talking about that on this show. We don't have time for that. (laughs) Uh, This is, I did want to play that game quite a bit, but I just didn't get around to buying it. Now it's one of those things where it's more like an afterthought and it's It's, kind of, it's interesting. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no.
1: Um, I I was going to say say, like, it just kind of crossed my mind, but I think it just, one of the reasons why I like it so much is that it just came out at a really good time. Like, I know. Notice that games that come out earlier in the year, I feel like I have more time to enjoy them, or I just end up playing them more. Like, like Xenoblade Chronicles X, I haven't even played yet. Um, it's not that I don't want to, but it just didn't come out at a time right. I'm usually like playing a ton of like new games because the games that have come out previously, like you know, you could still be playing or or something like that. Like they come really late, so. Plus.
0: A lot of the games that came before this year are games that we keep coming back to, like we were talking about. Exactly. So, even for myself, there wasn't an opening, per se, Uh, although I was so hyped for it, I did end up playing it, but then the Splatfest happened and I completely put Xenoblade away and uh, I was like, you know, I should pick up Yoshi's World World again and finish that game, and so it's kind of a, Xenoblade will be back, but it, yeah, you know, it just wasn't a game that uh, necessarily hooked me at the right time either, but... Um, The fourth place was Yoshi's Woolly World, which I'm kind of disappointed to see this so, so low on the list, because to me, I think that would be my s- it might be my second place, even over Mario Maker, as great as Mario Maker is, but uh, wo- Woolly World just was so charming, and it's been a joy to go back and kind of play these last couple levels. I'm in the final world, I've got essentially, asterisk, um, all of uh, other worlds before the final world fully uh, completed. From a collectible standpoint, and everything, and um, it's been just a riot. It's
1: finally—it's it's really cool. I haven't beaten it yet, but I, yeah, everything you say, basically, I agree with.
0: It's truly a legit sequel to the original. You know, there's no—I mean, there's a gimmick, I guess. You know, the yarn mechanic, and but it's less less of a gimmick and more just like an aesthetic style, and uh, mm. and so for that, it's just got its truly distilled uh, Yoshi's Island type gameplay. So,
1: yeah, and it's it's been a long time coming, and I think that's what makes Yoshi's Worldly World extra special because people have been waiting for a Yoshi game like this for a very long time. I
0: think. Mm-hmm. Joe, any thoughts on Yoshi's World World?
2: We have it, and we've almost started it about four times, but we keep saying no. We should finish Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. So the so. game,
0: the game that you feel you're playing wrong that is making you feel unsavory in your gaming experiences, uh, that's what's stopping you from Yoshi's Woolly World. A game that completely undoes all that bad juju.
3: Yep. Yep. All right,
0: you need some help. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) we've got to change that, man.
1: I feel like maybe Nintendo should release like a Arts and Crafts 2-pack that includes both of those games.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a fun little bit of marketing. I like that idea. So third place, Xenoblade Chronicles X. And that's probably pretty justifiable. I, I don't know. I don't have that much to say about it. I, I remember uh, reading someone's
1: opinion on the game, and they said, like, a part of the appeal of Xenoblade Chronicles X is just that feeling of being lost. Like, it's easy to get lost in the game and not really. Um, you don't have to necessarily complete your main objective, you can just spend a lot of time doing other things, and that's kind of the fun of it. I don't
0: no, I can agree with that, though. I, I think I derived a lot of my fun so far from that. I mean, exploring the continents and coming across new landmarks and amazing sites was really kind of rewarding, not knowing what's around the next next curve and everything. Um, but then it's also frustrating when you finally get your yourself together, and, and because you are so free to do anything, you end up finding yourself in a lot of areas where you can't get so far into one spot, or there's... You know, uh, I guess it is really just about capability with the scales and everything. I mean, they are, they are minor complaints because eventually you do get through them. And like, I just got my, my scale a little while ago before I put the game down. And so opens you get up that pretty late into the game, is it? Um, hmm. technically, I think on average for people, it's like within 20 to 30 hours. For hmm. me, it was probably in the 50 mark. Wow. Um, but I did a lot of quests beforehand, but really, in terms of chapters, I don't know how many chapters there are in the game, but the game is divided story-wise by chapters, and uh, it's like chapter seven, I think, so it's not too far in.
1: So you say the main character that you make doesn't have much backstory, but um, how's the story otherwise?
0: It's growing on me. At first, it's pretty slow. You kind of, I mean, the basic premise, and this isn't spoiler or anything, because you know, it's, it's what they leave you with when you start, but you know, this this pod of the spaceship crashes on this planet as they were escaping more or less these two alien races that came toward, they were near Earth, they were bitching with each other and ended up blowing up the Earth in, in uh, in you know, just by accident. It's like friendly fire almost. Um, however, they, f- they find themselves on a new planet and it seems that some of the alien forces that they were uh, dealing with before have followed them. And you don't know why they hate humans so much. You don't know why they're big dickheads, but they are, and uh, it's it's becoming more and more interesting, there's more and more interesting cutscenes, and uh, the battles are becoming a little bit more impactful from a, uh, you know, just like overall urgency standpoint, things feel more serious a little bit more now, and as you do the affinity quest, that's actually a real shining light in this game, is uh, these random affinity quests with seemingly random people actually do share a lot about the story between the citizens, but also about the the overall bigger story. So I, it's something that is why I'm in the 60-plus hour range right now, and I just got my scale and everything, because um, you do have to do a certain quest to get to that range, uh, or to get to like the chance to do the next chapter. Like, you might have to do this affinity quest to make sure that the character that's involved in the chapter is at the same kind of affection level that you need them to be to make sense for the story. But, uh, but I've been doing just as many off-handed, uh, affinity missions as I can. Primarily af- affinity missions, because one, it's good to build up your character relationships, but you do get a lot of backstory there, so. It's been pretty good, and in a sense, it's actually perhaps better than Xenoblade for the Wii, uh, because the... NPCs so to speak I guess they have more of an impact it feels like their lives are more interesting
3: well
1: I can't wait to play it I've been just following the thread on Negative World like seeing how you guys are enjoying it um, mm-hmm. and it seems really cool like I have it, I've had it since it came out but Splatoon so I don't uh-huh. know.
0: well when you do get around to playing it honestly either reading oh I guess be careful because of story spoilers and, and the thread but maybe just googling like there's a few articles I've read where it's the the premise is um things I wish I knew when I started Xenoblade, and they just have mm-hmm. enough tips just to get you started to where you know you'll you'll really feel a little bit more confident with the mechanics from the start and you won't feel like you're uh risking redundancy or making grave mistakes that'll slow you down as far as getting the ball rolling so and you know it's not like cheating or anything it's they're just pretty basic tips, but explaining yeah. how you know, the, the node system works and the map system and stuff. It was just helpful once I read some of those. Sounds
1: like the kind of stuff that would be useful in a instruction manual.
0: Yeah, they have one. They have an E one, like a digital one. It's like a hundred pages or something. Oh, really? It's That's, huge. Okay. That's good. Wow. Cool. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe have it's not you, triple digits, but it's in there.
1: Have you flipped through that? Like, have you actually read through a lot of the oh, pages? Yeah. Like does okay. Is that information pretty useful? Like about what that stuff is about?
0: It is, but I think, um, articles I've read on, online better. have, they just give it a little more context because they can mm. actually cite like certain parts of the story in the beginning that you might encounter, um, where you want to use this or, again, not without, they don't tell you what to do, but it's different than just saying, here's how these work. It's more like, you know, when you, when you get asked to do this, you know, the reason you're doing it is because of this and, and here's, you know, the first node you get is like a research probe or something and, uh, you know it does this, so it just, it's more linear in a sense from a story or from a game progression as opposed to um here's just the facts like an encyclopedia might or something.
1: It sounds like the amount of freedom the game gives you is like almost a rarity in games these days, and it seems kind of like a cool thing. I don't know
0: I'd agree with that I mean that's that, you know I was complaining about it to a degree, but I guess just when I got started that's when it was frustrating but yeah, it, it sounds
1: frustrating, but rewarding and cool at the same time.
0: Yeah, there's there are, there's ten different class systems, ten-ish uh, different class systems. And not, it doesn't really matter what you pick, because you can do anything you want at any time. But the fact that the game itself can be divided into that many uh, kind of different categories from someone who wants... I think the Harriers kind of focus on attacking monsters. Uh, Pathfinders are the ones that kind of are, are meant to... Um, connect the dots and, and go to the different probe sites and everything. Uh, there's quests, fetchers, more or less. I mean, there's just so many different ways you can play the game. And yeah. you get a... F- um, the, the real charm of this game is you get experience through all these different things. So however you want to play it, you will continue to get experience. And really, so you could, you could do one or two things and stay more or less away from something you didn't like and still level up enough to actually continue to progress through the game. So, you don't have to just be fighting monsters all the time. In fact, a lot of times you want to run from them because they're so damn epic. This game does a great job of mixing, like, high-level creatures uh, into an area that you may not be ready for yet. And that can only be mildly uh, frustrating if you're just trying to mind your own business to do some seeking of an item or something and then you keep coming across, you know, these beasts or something. But.
2: Doesn't that. I kind of like when games do that, though, because doesn't it make things just feel more organic and. Kind of real.
0: In general. I mean, I've argued on the show before that Pokemon needs to do this. Mm. And then playing Xenoblade Chronicles Axe a little bit, I was like, eh, was I right? <laughs> Maybe I don't want this. Because, it, again, it can be frustrating when you're just trying to get, like, something, a certain thing done. A very specific task. And that it's almost like random battles in Pokemon. You know, because you just, oh, great, I'm stopped now because I have to fight this bastard. But, um uh, but uh, your ability to run through and, and, it, it It's not so cumbersome I suppose and and really uh it is immersive, like you're saying, because i found myself in many areas actually sneaking by, hoping I don't get seen, and it adds a sense of mm-hmm. realism, considering I'm on a planet that's completely unknown to me, full of creatures that don't give a shit about my life so <laughs> um, this is a,
1: a bit of a different question, but do you do you take Anything from that game that you would like to see in the next Zelda game, like the upcoming Zelda game? Like,
0: uh, Yeah, I would say the... Um, as far as an open world. I mean, just the way they handled the open world in general would be pretty great. It might feel a little um, weird to have a Zelda game like that, but I think I'd be willing to try a Zelda game where you could really just go wherever you wanted. And if the story would drive you in certain ways, kind of like Xenoblade, well, Xenoblade Chronicles itself was actually pretty linear in many respects. And this game is com- kind of the opposite. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I think it would be uh, a treat. I just hope that they wouldn't have so many systems within systems and everything to make it cumbersome. But I think they could... Kind of like how
3: um, A Link Between
0: uh, Worlds yeah. worked. If they could do that in 3D, where you pretty much have full access mm-hmm. to the... To the world around you, but you're limited by your toolset. Oh yeah, I mean that's probably the best way to go about it.
1: Yeah, and, and then it's it's also an RPG, and in, compared to an action adventure game, so we would probably assume that Zelda would be
0: a lot more um, uh, a, a lot more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like accessible. So uh, let's move on, I guess, just because there's a lot of different things to talk about still. Um, second place. I don't know if I should say second or first place now. It's just down to the two, Splatoon or Super Mario Maker. And the first place, how to say that because then we know what the second place is. The first place for the console game of the year for Negative World was Splatoon. Booyah. Yeah. By a decent amount, like 30, or no, no, 20-ish points or so. Um, Yeah, I think it's deserving for all the reasons that we discussed already. But Super Mario Maker is a great second place. And even that had another. That was almost that had almost oh, twice as many points as. I'll say this:
1: I I wasn't expecting to like either of those games as much as I do. I mean, I was expecting them to be good,
2: but wow! I mean, they're both really good games.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Any thoughts, Joe? Before we move on to uh...
2: Splatoon, was a phenomenon. Those results don't surprise me one bit.
0: I really hope that a uh, Splatoon sequel is a. Uh... Not to jump into 2016 talk, but is a, uh, or not 2016 even per se, but I hope that a sequel is is a definite guarantee for Nintendo and that a high priority, because I think they could take oh, the yeah. formula even further and capitalize like crazy on what they got. So, My
1: only wish for the sequel is that it's still called Splatoon, it's just there's a 2 somewhere. <laughs> and I, I just want that.
0: That would confuse consumers, though. But it sounds not like,
1: not is like that cooler than Splatoon 2. I don't know. Yeah, because then it's like Splatoon like, 2. Like, the game's all about style,
0: so let's do something fun with the title.
2: You want SPLA, digit 2, and then <laughs> N. Splatoon. Yes,
0: and the N is shaped like the N64 logo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that would be actually pretty funny. Um, we will see. Uh, we will see. So let's move on to the eShop game of the year for Wii U. Um, I think from here on out, I'll probably have less to say about each individual game because, again, like we said, 2015 was so great for the console, uh, for Wii U. <laughs> um, not to say that these aren't, but I just have less experience with them. So, let me list the, uh, the, the choices we have here. We have, uh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Tipping Stars, Fast Racing Neo, Human Resource Machine, Ali Ali, Freedom Planet, and Runbow. Now, uh, did you guys play a lot of those games or
2: I have played Ali Ali for about 10 minutes and that's okay.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, I played Freedom Planet
1: for about 10 minutes. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Well, uh I've played Freedom Planet for about a couple hours.
2: It looks really fun. good. That's the only one on this list that I'm really genuinely interested in uh it was only 10 minutes
1: but it was some of the best 10 minutes i've ever spent playing a
0: game (laughs) really wow well you know uh let's start there then freedom planet that was my pick for top uh what was it was it yours peter yeah okay i mean it was the only thing i could really put yeah fair enough well that kind of makes it easy for it then um (laughs) uh Joe, I'll get to you in one second, but let's let's focus on Freedom Planet for a second. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, more or less, it is like a not a Sonic clone, but it's a Sonic-inspired game, and uh, frankly, it's a really well-done one. I think that's what, well, that pretty much is a lot of the allure. But the uh, the game itself is still really well-designed, and it has a sense of personality that's all its own. So it is pretty cool to have like a hint of that Sonic. Two Sonic Three or Sonic and Knuckles, I think probably is the most accurate, but that Sonic and Knuckles kind of gameplay that we haven't really seen in games for quite some time, but then have a whole new story, whole new characters, uh, different art design and everything, a world that's different. Um, I haven't played through it all. It's not the most, uh, you know, I I think it's just like like we were saying, it's just kind of it came out the wrong time for me because I was so into Splatoon and the other uh, disc-based games I had. But, uh, I definitely played it quite a bit in um November for new gamer, and then uh that was actually right right after I bought the house, so um that also probably affected it quite a bit but uh but no, freedom planet is a game that I can't wait to finish, and I hope it it lasts a good amount of time i've I'm through like the third or fourth level, but I encourage you guys to definitely go uh get your hands on it, listen to the music, you know run through the world, play, play some bosses. it's yeah. great.
1: I mean, just the the time I spent playing it, it it made me feel like a kid again. Like that Sonic was, I mean, the Sonic were the, some of the first games I ever played, and just playing it, just just a super like delightful looking, sounding, playing game. Just it feels great. This I like how there's a lot of like different little actions you can do, like attacks and ways to speed up and stuff. Worlds, like you said, it, it's not a Sonic clone, but it's so inspired by those games that if you like those classic Sonic games, then you'll definitely like Freedom Planet, basically.
0: Absolutely. I mean, like you touched upon, the uh, the different moves you can do and the sense of speed is different than Sonic games. It's kind of expanded upon. And uh, that makes for almost like new kinds of platforming and the same kind of idea. So, like one thing that's in particular uh, with the main character, um, you can kind of launch yourself from a standing point and you couldn't do that in, in past games. You could run really fast and you could, you know, speed dash or spin dash your, your way across certain platforms and stuff. But here you can actually launch yourself up in the air or diagonally and stuff, which you can attack enemies that way. It's, uh, it's almost like the reverse of what Sonic does in, uh, smash brothers, how he's got that kind of leap down
2: move. Uh-huh. You
0: know what I'm talking about? So, um, uh-huh. So it it feels fresh. Again, it's familiar, but fresh.
2: Yeah. When you're talking about the sense of speed, is it uh, kind of more or less? Because one thing that used to kind of get in the way for me about old school Sonic games is I would want to go really fast, as fast as the character can, because it was was fun. But um, it would sometimes impair my ability to effectively play the levels. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it just... Wind up kind of flying off into nowhere good, you know. This
0: could just be my experience with the Sonic franchise and this game and stuff, but I feel like I've been lied to slightly over the years that someone's pumping a memory into my head that's not true. Because I've always I've always thought that the Sonic games were all about all about speed. Oh, they're definitely
2: not. But yeah,
0: they're really not. You you stop a lot and you jump and you platform and everything. And this game falls in that sense. I don't recall running too often where I'm running for more than a few seconds at a time. Right, because yeah. you can't. Yeah, and I do get, you wouldn't want to. Right, and I've gotten up to max speed, um, but at the same time, like you're saying, yeah, you don't want to because there's there's so much depth from a like a height and level standpoint. So you can sometimes there's levels that have like two or three tiers to, and you're kind of intertwining yourself through them. And uh, in that sense, you don't want to keep running straight through the level just because you can. Um, and oftentimes, you know, you'll hit a wall, and you have to kind of climb up over something. And if you zoomed out and saw the whole level at once, it's almost like a hill, probably.
2: Do you think a Freedom Planet Two could be in the in the works? I
0: think it is.
2: Yeah, I believe it was announced
0: already. Yeah, oh, yeah, snap. because this game was not Nintendo based, so it came out right. on Steam and before that, probably in the PC form. I played or I saw it as a Mac game, but. Um, and I think it's on a lot of different things now. But yeah, it's been out for a while, so I think the team probably has had enough success from it that they want to uh, continue. And I just hope that I get around to playing this game fully before that game comes out.
3: Yeah, I really
1: need to get back to it.
0: Uh, Joe, so do you have any um, any picks here? Uh, you said that you played Ali Ali a little bit?
2: Yeah, that was the only other one that I, that I played. I think it was... Um... Back when what was uh there was something oh maybe it was like a hum, humble bundle kind yeah. of thing and people were like giving away codes for <laughs> games they weren't necessarily that interested well, in that's
0: right that's how I got Ali Alley too I didn't play okay. it but <laughs> there you
2: go so yeah so I got this and I tried it out and I at first I was kind of um, excited at least about the potential for it because. I don't know, just at first glance, before even playing it, I thought maybe it would be kind of like a jet grind radio kind of thing, mixed with like a endless runner sort of deal where, you know, it's just focused on like doing these little tricks, and it's just you know, the, the world isn't at stake or anything like that, and it would just be kind of like a fun little thing. Um, and obviously I did not devote much time to it, so, you know, take this evaluation for what it's worth, but... um yeah, I just uh it was just way too frustratingly difficult. Like even on the first ish level, you know, I just I uh it it has something to do with like you're supposed to um you know, not only avoid obstacles the way that you would in say like a bit trip runner or something like that, but that you have to actually uh angle the skateboard to like land properly and things like this. Ooh. And I just, it was just not happening at all. It was just, you know, it was asking too much of me for it to still be any fun. So I just put that away and uh, moved on with my life.
0: That, uh, that kind of idea and, and feeling towards the game is why I, uh, ended up not even playing it in the first place. Cause yep. I had heard those kinds of things and, uh, so yep. I gave it to somebody else. I think. I hope I got rid of all those codes. Um, yep. So, I guess there's not too much more to talk about with this. None of us played Mario and Not Kong Tipping Stars, but that got some play on uh, Negative World a little bit. And um, I
1: think, uh, if- you know, I I did play a bit of Runbo when I mean when Nintendo was putting out demos for a lot of these games, like Freedom Planet, Dude and Muds, um, like Super Challenge or whatever, uh, Runbow, all that stuff. Um, so I did play a bit of that, and it's good. I think it's probably worth checking out. How many people have you played with? Uh, just myself. <laughs> um okay. I know it's a huge multiplayer game. Um, but I think even as a single player game, it seems pretty fun. With multiple people, it's probably great. Um, it has like a gamepad mode similar to like that Bowser mode in Mario Party, where there's like one person being a jerk to everyone else, like trying to stop them from doing stuff mm-hmm. um, which seems pretty cool. And the, the the gimmick of it is just kind of fun. Like, I found myself in a situation where I was trying to jump onto a platform, and I didn't get there in time because the color changed. So I had to like quickly jump back, and then that was changing soon. So I had to jump back to the next one. So I ended up like jumping like five times in the same spot, like just trying to recover from a mistake. And there's something kind of frantic about that color changing mechanic. That's really Entertaining.
0: And it goes over. So um, and too. I imagine
1: with multiple people it's even sillier and crazier, so
0: you know, I don't know why I completely gloss over this, but I too own Rumbo. <laughs> I've played it. <laughs> and I played it uh with myself, but I've also played it with uh with my girlfriend. And um we did get a kick out of it for a little while. We, we got easily distracted by other games, you know, so it only lasted like a week that we were playing this. But uh it's it's a pretty fun game. There's a lot of different unlockable characters and the levels are fun to go through. I, I did feel like it was lacking because it was It was just us two, or, or just myself in some occasions. But like, it, it does feel so designed for the eight full players. Oh yeah. Um, at least someone else would be getting punched instead of me when she would try to punch me or something, and I'd try to punch her back. Um, a lot of matches start off by one of us, one of us punching the other, and then just running. But um. But yeah, no, it's pretty cool. They're kind of like mazes at the same time. I mean, you do a lot of quick thinking, so it is a pretty cool game in that sense. My only flaw with it was uh, I found the controls to be slightly cumbersome, like a little stiff. And maybe that's part of the design in some way, but I was just thinking like... I feel like I
1: remember that a little bit, yeah.
0: If it was a little more fluid, I felt like I would have enjoyed it more. But I still want to go back to it, I think. Oh yeah, I, I want to
1: buy it sometime. I think mean, it has online multiplayer. I'm curious to see if there's still a community um, going online and playing, but I don't yeah. know.
0: Yeah, I never tried the online, and I probably should have. I, I think I didn't feel uh, confident to go on against strangers. I kind of wanted to play with people I knew, and that it, we just never got that together on Negative World. But uh, let me go through the rankings here, and then we'll keep moving to uh, the 3DS game of the year. But um, for the console eShop game of the year... Uh 6th place was Ali Ali. 5th place was Runbo. 4th place was Human Resource Machine, which uh Zero has has mentioned quite a bit, I believe. Um so, you know, that could be something to, to look into, although I just haven't heard much about it. Neither. 3rd place uh is Mario vs. Donkey Kong Tipping Stars. And 1st place I don't know. That's awkward for me to jump to first place, but um, second place is Freedom Planet, and first place was Fast Racing Neo. Oh uh,
3: yeah.
0: People are raving about this game, and it and it did a significant lead over the other competition in this category. But I've never really heard of it. What? I know.
2: You didn't hear. It's of a it? racing.
0: It's a racing game. I know that. But yeah, I didn't. I don't recall seeing much uh, on the web about it or anything. Just wasn't in my circles. They.
2: Uh... I mean, I don't. It wasn't a a big portion, but they they were at um, the the Treehouse Live stuff. that oh. the developers were this E three.
0: Yeah, Treehouse Live was awesome, but I didn't get to catch everything, so uh, I probably I probably yeah. missed it.
2: Yeah, they, they weren't on for a really long amount of time, but um, yeah, I I don't. Um, I mean, it's a game that it looks really really well made, and it, it's very cool that uh, you know some people are putting this kind of effort into a game on, on the Wii U, but, um, you know, ultimately it just didn't look like something for me because it's like, you know, it's like an extreme racing game. It's, you know, it's not trying to be realistic at all. It's kind of, it kind of looks a lot like Wipeout for, you know, I think those were Sony exclusive games yeah. where, you know, it's just like futuristic hovercraft thing. Uh, but it looks more like Wipeout than F-Zero ever did, I would say. And uh, just incredible, incredible sense of insane speed. Uh, and, but, you know, for me, I would always just, you know, I have Mario Kart to, to scratch that particular itch, so sure. that's why I never really I think, really I think that that's more.
1: my, my uh, the roadblock for me, too, is that there's a game that already kind of satisfies what I want with that, and it's F-Zero GX. Like, uh that game like it, it it's such a good futuristic racing game that i on that I usually don't feel like i aside from like other f zero games like i don't really feel like i want to go buy another one i don't know if that really sounds mm-hmm. great but like even even within f zero like I would love an f zero sequel but i i think f zero g x does so many things right where I feel like i don't even i'm not like Super pumped for another F Zero game. I would love one, but like Fast Racing New, I already have futuristic racing games that I want to play, so I just didn't get to it.
2: It does feel like they are trying to maybe provide F Zero for people who aren't getting them. Correct. Yeah, uh, like and, my... and I, I think that's not they're necessarily right. doing that, but.
1: And F-Zero GX is only on the GameCube, so it's not like you can just go to like a store and pick it up or anything. So it's cool that people can play a, a, a fun futuristic racing game that's pretty affordable too, isn't it? It's like under $20. It looks
0: great. Um, yeah. And it was Negative Worlds 2015 eShop Game of the Year for Wii U.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, unless you guys have any other thoughts, we can move on to the 3DS Game of the Year. That's Sound good?
3: Yep.
0: <clears throat> Alright, so the, the nominees were The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D, The Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, Codename Steam, The Legend of Legacy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. So, Peter, what was your uh, choice here if you want to share?
1: I went with uh, Codename Steam.
0: Okay, okay. I almost bought that. It was It's pretty cheap right now, and I almost bought it, but I. Thought to myself, I don't. I have enough games to keep me busy, so I I would buy it and not not touch it. But I like to make
1: very uh, uh, very extreme um, like comments on these games. I noticed, but it's one of my favorite three DS (laughs) games. It probably is my favorite three DS
0: game. Wow! Wow!
2: Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: well, Joe, have you played it?
2: Uh, no. Yeah, neither
0: have I, so I probably just we can't really jump in there, but people who have been critical about it seem to be critical about some things that they've later gone and fixed, like some pacing like issues and things. Like the time,
1: yeah, the, uh, you can speed up enemy times, so they're pretty much a non-issue, uh, but even then, like, I was playing it pre-patch and it didn't bug, bug me whatsoever, so hmm. um, it was just like an extra cool thing that is good for the people who who wanted it.
0: Yeah. Joe, what would uh, your pick be for this category?
2: Well, seeing as I've played none of these games... Well, that's true. Um, um, I will base it on, just for the sake of discussion, the game I was closest to ever purchasing was uh, Monster Hunter 4.
0: Okay, yeah, you got history um, with this franchise.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was really, really big into Try for a long time and got... Uh, Try Ultimate for um Wii U.
0: Are there still uh Nintemple gatherings for that stuff?
2: Um, yes, there can be. Uh you have to kind of be a little proactive. They don't just happen, but um yeah, people are still playing certainly uh ultimate. But uh Yeah, but I, I but I sort of fell off even with that. Um basically I, I don't know, there's just something about the Monster Hunter franchise right now that just I think based on the amount of time that I have, it's just too intimidating. It's just it's like just too much to ask. So I much for the same reason why Xenoblade is still in its box, um for Wii U. I thought about should I get Monster Hunter four for three DS and I was just like, I don't I don't have the the time, you know, or the dedication right now. So just didn't happen. But it looks like a really cool game. I really like some of the new weapon classes that that they did. They're they're even more out of the box than than the ones in the past. Uh and it looks like they made some good advancements in, in you know, modernizing the franchise a little bit more, you know, taking it into the future a little bit more, but without completely like reinventing the the formula. So mm-hmm.
0: Well, um I got nothing to add to it considering I've never really played the Monster <laughs> Hunter. Franchise, but for that poor demo from <laughs> many years ago.
2: Oh, yeah. That was a really bad the notorious
0: demo. Notorious demo, yeah. Yep. I might have downloaded the demo, a demo for
1: this. Was that for like Monster Hunter 3 or? I think so. On yeah. the Wii. Okay. Okay.
0: And, um, yeah. Of these games, I've only played uh, Majora's Mask 3D. And, right? Okay, yeah. Make sure I didn't pull a Rumbo. Yeah. So just Majora's Mask 3D. And that, of course, was a great game. But so it was back in nineteen ninety nine and uh did you beat this remake? Yes, do you
1: have a favorite, whether it be the remake or the original
3: um
0: I mean they're very close. I'd probably say this oh, okay i mean it 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 does refine things a little bit as these remakes seem to seem to be doing um it's it's the fact that it does do a good job of kind of fixing some things uh is why I'm actually looking forward to the Twilight Princess one, um, but uh, yeah, I think I mean it, it looks great. The 3D was a nice touch. Um, I believe the Bomber's Notebook had an upgrade, if I recall, and just so it was just easier to navigate, and uh, and it looked great on, on the system. So it was nice to have it with me wherever I went.
1: I won. Yeah, I, I put like five. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no,
0: go ahead, go ahead.
1: I put about five minutes into it and. My first impression was I love how the Clock Town area looked. They did a good job updating the look of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, kept its style intact. They just kind of added more details to the world and made it look more alive. It, it looks good. I'm yeah. looking forward to playing it.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't I don't regret, you know, paying for it, even though I played and, and paid for the original. You know, I mean, these are remakes, yeah. but they're putting enough effort into it that I feel it's worth, worth the money. Some might not feel it's worth the full price of admission, like but I you know, I even paid full price for the Wind Waker remake and um and thoroughly enjoyed that again. So um not that I'm a fan of remakes uh, by some principle, but Nintendo's been doing a good job with the Zelda ones. And uh that's well, okay. I guess let me uh, I, I keep wanting to talk about the top pick. <laughs> so let me go through <laughs> the um even though I don't have much to say about it, but it's it's relevant. So let me go through the um, the rankings here. Uh, sixth place was The Legend of Legacy. I think it might have got only a single vote, and I don't even think it was a f- you know a first place vote. Um, it's
2: supposedly a really good game if you're into it's good. Uh, JRPGs.
0: Yeah. I think nobody yeah. really played it around here. Yeah. There was
1: a there were like one or two Legend of Legacy threads going on in negative uh, negative world that were that had some attention. I noticed like Grant was playing it and Guillaume, I think was playing it. So
0: it, it has a fan base on the site at least. <clears throat> um, fifth place was Codename Steam. No. Uh, <laughs> very close uh, in front of it, like by a point or two, was Xenoblade Chronicles Three D. And very close in front of that, by a point or two, was Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. So we almost had a tie between those three games. That's how close they were. Hmm. Uh, and then, uh, a little bit farther in the lead was Majora's Mask 3D, with the top spot going to Zelda Triforce Heroes. Which I have not hmm. played yet. And that's actually what I wanted to mention. Is, uh, I just.
2: Do you own it?
0: No, I don't even own it. I, I missed the window of the demo. I didn't get a chance to uh, play it. And then I found out that you couldn't with by yourself, even though the game does have a single-player mode, but the demo won't allow it, and so I just haven't gotten around to trying it. And at this point, uh, not that it's not a main series Zelda game per se, but I, I mean, is it kind of different? It's more like a Four of Swords, right? I mean, do, do you guys know if it has like a full? It doesn't have a full-on overworld and everything like. Uh, um, Link- it kind of has like a. Nah,
1: it has like a hub world, like a town. And then you go into an area where you can start picking levels. So you you go to the to the dungeons and stuff through like a hub world. There's no overworld. Really. Okay.
0: So it's um yeah okay so that's a little bit more like a four swords than compared to like a Minish Cap or something. Yeah. Um. But uh, so it was it wasn't the sequel to a link between worlds that I might have wanted. Not that I wanted a direct sequel to that game, but um, and again, I think I was just so caught up on my Wii U at the time, that I just wasn't, uh, wasn't really, uh, too concerned about it, and now I'm kind of just waiting for a good kind of bundle deal, where I can get, you know, buy one, get one free, or buy one, get one half off kind of thing, and I'll just pick it up then. Games this year that weren't on there that kept my attention, uh, almost regrettably, I must say, but I really enjoyed it was, um, Happy Home Designer. Yeah, Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer, which didn't make the cut for even, uh, you know, getting on here, but um uh what else? I think a lot of eShop games were keeping my attention really. Like a uh, Box Boy stuff like that? Yeah. And yeah. if you guys want we can jump to the three S eShop game of the year just to keep moving. Yeah, sounds good. Let's do Okay. Well um Box Boy is one of the options here. Uh as is Gunman Clive Two, Stretchmo, Steamworld Heist, and Mario vs Donkey Kong Tipping Stars. I think I need all six. Um, Did I see Nintendo Badge Arcade already? (laughs) I should remember this. You did now. All right, all right. I think that was the six. Um, So those are the six options. Uh, Peter, what was your uh, pick? Uh, I think I went with SteamWorld Heist. Okay. Joe, what would uh, your pick have been?
2: Well, since I've once again played a grand total of none of these games... Uh, but I would have gone uh just just based on excitement to play would have been Gunman Clive two, okay because I really really loved the first one.
0: All right, well let's let's run through these uh, in reverse order and see where it sticks. Uh, the the sixth place was Mario versus Donkey Kong Tipping Stars. Um, kind of interesting that well, first of all, it got the same amount of points as it did on the console eShop category. That's kind of funny, hmm. uh, <laughs> even though it's uh lower on the rankings, but. Uh yeah. Um looks like there's more 3DS eShop games that took the the top spots. Uh Stretchmo was 5th. Um I don't know if you guys played Stretchmo uh, that much, but I found it to I put some time into it. I think it might be my favorite version of the the Mo uh games. Um not to get too I like deep that into we it. can call it the Mo series. The Mo series, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Mo games. I <laughs> want Mo of this Mo game. I bet an O uh, Mo MMO. I don't know (laughs) a Mo MMO. That's awesome. Mo Mo. I don't know. (laughs)
1: Um, A Moba. I don't know. Okay, we're going
0: with Amiibo. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So no, Stretch Mo is a great uh, a great addition to the series. It came out of nowhere because it was announced like the day of or something or the day after or the day before. It seems
1: like a pattern for these Mo games. They just kind of come out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, I think Pushmo World was a Sudden hit, too, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh,
0: but stretch mode ha- gives it a new idea, uh, something that Pushmo World didn't do. Um, and it, it just, it may, it clicked with me more, especially after Crash Mode didn't sit with me as well as the original did. So I was really pleased with this. This was, um, I think, early in the year, like, I think it released back in the s- early spring or something. And, I think uh, so, yeah. Uh, man, but this was such a great surprise. I, I think I was at work and then I found out it was going to be available for download the next day and I was like, that's awesome. That's how it should be. <laughs> you know? Um, fourth place, uh, well, actually third place, there's two games because they tied. And one of them is Nintendo Badge Arcade, which I'm having fun with. Um, uh, I have spent some money on it. I probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, I mean. It's 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 yeah, probably it's, the first pay to play game that Nintendo's released that I have spent money on, or pay to play in general that I spent money on. Uh, oh well. To out of was, curiosity,
1: what was the what was the badge that made you spend money? What was the tipping point there? I
0: don't, I don't even remember what badge. I think it was just. Um, oh, I might have been trying to get like some retro looking ones to make as icons. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but also, I tend to spend. Uh, the problem is, I have some money sitting on my eShop account. So it's like eh, it's not like I'm really spending money, because it's already there. I already lost yeah. it, you know. And um when they have those specials where buying ten tokens gets you a uh three DS theme. I've bit into that and that's pretty much when I'll bite. But I'm I'm kinda done with that because uh it's not like a full theme. There's no music. They're usually less intricate than the actual themes you can buy. Um so eh, it's been kind of let down, but um playing the uh the more or less the practice stage every, every day has been pretty much a ritual of mine at night. I'll make sure to play them before I go to bed. And, uh, so it's, it's cool, but I, I think I've been fooled enough to keep putting money into this. But, uh, um, that said, my Splatoon addiction did drive me to, uh, I might have spent money on these, but I drove to give myself a bunch of, uh, coins so I could, uh, or tokens so I could get all the Splatoon icons. For, like, um, I don't I don't really care for, like, the graphics, but there's the those little circle icons that have, you know, all the attributes that the gear has. Oh, yeah, and those so, are cool. Yeah, so I nav the entire damn thing of that, but it was pretty easy the way that it's set up. Um,
1: I was actually uh, too intimidated to try that one because the way it's set up looked weird to me. I don't know.
0: <laughs> when I think one of them, there was two, two different screens of them, one or both had the hammer in it, too, which I'm not really as experienced with.
1: Yeah, there's the there's the hammer, the bomb, and then just the crane. The crane or the, the bomb I think is the hardest. I have a hard time with that one. Yeah,
0: I've only done that once, and that was on a free play. Mm. If you know, if I pay my own money, I'm not gonna try risking anything with the damn bomb. <laughs> it's too uh too finicky, but um the the game that this game tied with was Gunman Clive Two for third place.
2: Mm.
0: And uh so do you plan on picking this up, Joe?
2: Eventually. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't know, probably just someday when I'm out of other things to play, so it could be a while, but someday for sure.
0: I did play Gunman Clive 1 for the first time this year. Oh, interesting. And How did you um, like that? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it was pretty short, which mm. I guess was fair. You know, I didn't didn't mind it per se, but um, I, I, it didn't sell me on if I'd want to play a sequel. I guess but i I just haven't heard if it does anything different enough.
2: The only thing I can tell really is it just looks like uh everything is a little more complex in like the animations and such. you mm-hmm. know I mean, it's still obviously that very kind of simplistic style, but things just look smoother and maybe a little bit more ambitious, so
3: yeah, okay,
0: it's probably worth the trouble
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh this. Second place was uh it's it's a worthy game to talk about. We got Box Boy. And Box Boy also came out of nowhere, I believe. I think that had a very short um preview life. But uh yeah. I found it to be relatively easy as I kinda went through it pretty quickly. Um but I still had a ton of fun. And it was it was one of those games where I found out about it, I bought it right the next day or, or two days later, and I just had so much ridiculous fun for like two weeks. And then, and then it was over. But it was just like it was a rush. It was one of the great rush games. <laughs> and unlike you know S- Splatoon or something where it just keeps going, it was just it was a confined game, but it was great.
1: Yeah, it's it's a very charming game, like the Kirby series that the developer you know is also very well known for. Um, it's it's uh, Hell Laboratory released. Uh, the rainbow, the Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, which is super colorful, and then it's kind of funny to compare it to this, which is mostly just black and white. Um, but it's despite just being black and white. I mean, it's it's such a vibrant game. You know, the it 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 has so much personality, even though it's very simplistic looking.
0: Yeah, it's very expressive. And I feel like color might even have hurt it. Like keeping it nice and the firm black and white, like. Yeah. Gave it a cool style and also made it so nothing was distracting you. I can imagine, like, a PC remake would have a bunch of, like, shiny lighting effects on the blocks and things, and you don't need that, you know.
1: It, yeah, it, the visuals serve the gameplay very well.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of curious to know um, how this game even came came about. Was it, like, a, maybe, you know, a tech demo that they were tinkering with, they liked, or, you know, because it's kind of a, such a left-field game from this developer. But, uh... Yeah, it was a great hit for me. It wasn't my pick um, for first place, but it would have been close. Uh, yeah, my, it was it was very
1: close. I had to think about it.
0: My first place was like yours, the incredible Steamworld Heist, and I'm so glad I got to can...
2: I got to play that too eventually. Oh, it's good. As you know, I wound up really loving Steamworld Dig. So yes,
0: um, Steamworld Heist. I mean, I've talked about it. Uh... Not on the show, because it's been, you know, since well before that, but I I ended up getting a a review copy, and I was able to to review it for the site, and man, it was just a blast every step of the way. I was with my uh, girlfriend actually um, uh, at her parents' place for the weekend that I had it, and man, no disrespect to them, but I was really into my 3DS. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that
1: review pushed me to buy it. I wasn't planning on buying it right away, but I'm glad I did. Oh, wow.
0: Well, I'm glad that I had an effect on you. (laughs) <laughs> um you know, and I I was skeptical because I had so much hype from Steamworld Dig. I had such a great experience with that. I was worried that I was building myself up and I wasn't really sure I'd like this gameplay. Then I realized that it's more or less a glorified worms world party or something like that, which I used to love that game. Uh, uh well by glorified, that's kind of almost a um dumbing it down, but it's just it's it's a very clean and uh refined um you know, I guess, uh, tactical turn based shooter kind of, I don't even know what you'd call it. Strategy game? Yeah, it's like a turn based strategy game. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I just mentioned in the thread today that, cause, uh, today Final Fantasy Tactics Advance comes out on the, on the eShop for the Wii U, and I loved A2, and that was kind of the first experience I got with those kinds of turn based strategy games. And I, I still haven't really gotten into the Fire Emblem series or anything, but that, Kind of gameplay still hooks me on occasion, and so this just came at the right time, and uh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, It wholeheartedly got I my just, top pick.
1: I just realized that my top picks for the 3DS are both turn-based strategy games with the word Steam in the title.
0: <laughs> That's true. Hmm. The uh, Image and Form guys are going to be uh, making another game in the Steam world line sooner or really? later than- yeah, they they announced the timeline a while back, and uh, there's at least one or two more ideas that they have in the world. And, and, of course, it'll be a whole different kind of gameplay. But in the Steam world... That's awesome. Yeah, I like that they're doing that, you know? Yeah. These interconnected games that are all different genres. Even though I would love a, a sequel to either game, um, probably dig more than Heist, to be honest with you. But is there anything else you guys want to say about 2015?
1: Well, I think that Sega's 3D re-releases have been pretty noteworthy. And I know a lot of those came out this year. Uh, I mean, they're not exactly new games,
2: but... Streets of Rage 2, gotta get it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they're they're really cool. Like, I I was playing Outrun 3D, which came out this year. Um, I've never played Outrun before. It's my first time playing it, but... Uh, so it's a new game to me, but the three D is is really amazing. Um, even like in the preview images, like when you go on the eShop and just look at like the preview pictures for these games, like the three D is still impressive, which makes me like be like, wow, it must look really cool, like Gunstar Heroes three D and Sonic three D and all that stuff. Um, and then what really got me interested in these games is that Sega's like one, the blog on their website—they've been like with each of these releases throughout two thousand fifteen, they've been talking about. Uh, The development process, uh, whether it be like uh, the difficulty of converting a game into 3D or um, making it like arcade perfect and things like that, just really cool stuff. So I feel like for Sega fans, 2015 uh, was a pretty cool year to see a lot of those games get revived in really neat ways. So props to Sega and M2 for all that stuff.
0: Anything from you, Joe? Alright. Yeah, me either. All the games that I'd want to mention, really, uh, were games that came out in 2014 that I had finished up in 2015. Um, so, probably won't go down that rabbit hole, but uh, I'm still enjoying Pokémon Macross. That was quite a cool surprise.
2: Yeah, I, love, I met with some friends uh, for dinner last night, and quite a few of them are into that game right now.
0: I mean, the, the mechanics of all the different bonuses you can, like the moves and, and attacks you can use is cool. Um, sometimes they're almost required, in a sense, to earn all the stars, just because some of the challenges... Um, you'd almost have to know the puzzle ahead of time to f- to like beat it in the time allotment, and to earn the final star in every stage, you have to actually get all the other ones in the same run, and so that includes the timing. And uh, So the game kind of forces you to use these mechanics that you might see as cheating, you know, like uh, getting a, a line or a couple lines across filled in from the start, or freeze time so we, the clock doesn't tick for 2 minutes that kind of thing but even even with
1: those i was having a hard time beating levels i like, picross is tough it's yeah, a, yeah it's
0: not easy stuff <laughs> they're but hard puzzles it, but it's so good it, they're my favorite kind of puzzles probably in the world of uh, those kinds of uh pen and paper type puzzles you know and um i've actually filled quite a few books of actual uh picross puzzles um with pencil and everything myself but um, I'm now doing the alt world, which are the, I forget what they call them, but they're slightly v- different versions. They're the same picture, but they, uh, the way that the the numbers are is that some numbers represent two adjacent rows or columns, and so you have to kind of work things out in a different way. And every single puzzle, there's a variant of that type for it, so that's pretty cool. So even though it's not required for like the main game, so to speak, I'm going to go through that and do it. Um okay, so unless there's anything else, let's move on. We have more or less a half hour now as opposed to an hour to talk about twenty sixteen, which we have the rest of the year to talk about that. But let's at least get through the uh the four categories that Andrew had and the uh Negative World uh awards. How about that?
3: Uh-huh. So
0: Okay, so the first category, the Wii U Most Wanted. Um the category or the uh options were Star Fox Zero, Pikmin Four the Legend of Zelda Wii U, Shin Megami Tensei cross Fire Emblem, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD, and Pokemon Tournament. So, uh, Peter, let me ask you, what's your pick?
1: I'm going to, how would we do something a little different? I'm going to guess what Joe picked, and then okay. he can guess what I picked. So, for, okay. for, for Joe, <laughs> I think he picked Fire Emblem cross Shin Megami Tensei. You're correct. <laughs> and,
2: and You're Joe, correct.
0: Joe, what did uh, Peter pick then?
2: Um, I'm Besides changed. a pack of pickled peppers. See, I don't know if I can Boom. do this as well, because he probably remembers me ranting about how excited I was for that game on the yeah. forum a while ago. But, <laughs> so I'm just going to go with uh, Pokin just because I know that he mentioned it to me recently. Nope.
3: Damn it.
0: <laughs> it's uh, Star Fox Zero. Ah, okay. Well, my condolences because it was just delayed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um okay, well let's knowing that um I'll save mine since my pick was the t- is the topic. We'll just go through really quick and then we'll get to uh both those discussions. So, 6th place got zero votes, which is really surprising that any one of these games would get zero votes. But it's probably the most obvious one, Twilight Princess HD. I think yeah. people I think people are definitely into it but not as much as any of the other ones. Sure. So it was easily kind of dropped off the radar. Um, I did watch that Nintendo Minute uh, that I just released where they showcase some of it, and it was cool. You know, I'm looking forward to it. I know it's going to be an upgrade to uh, to a past game. I'm going to like it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to enjoy the Wolf Amiibo, yep. and uh, enough said. Fifth place was Pokemon Tournament. And um, I'm not huge into Tekken-type fighters myself, um, although Pokemon is pretty cool, uh, Joe, are you into this? Interested in this game? As a Pokemon fan,
2: I I'm interested in like watching YouTube videos of it. I'm and like maybe tournaments and stuff. You know, watching people do tournaments, but I'm not really interested in in owning it. Not really.
0: <laughs> okay, it's a let's play kind of game. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, sort of.
0: Peter, any thoughts on Pokemon tournament?
1: Uh, it's probably going to be the first. Wii U game I buy this year I think okay. yeah it looks really great um, I I don't have a lot of experience with Tekken i played like Tekken Tag 2 uh, in the past but I like Pokemon I like fighting games um, it's cool seeing like all the Pokemon and, like Pokemon environments in 3D HD just like it's kinda of like a different take on yeah. Pokemon and I think that's really neat Um, And I'm a huge fan of pun-like titles, so Pokén is amazing. (laughs) So there's a lot of reasons why I
0: want to play it. Sure. Yeah, for me, I mean, like I said, I'm not huge into that kind of fighting game. Smash Bros. is kind of where my limits are. Uh, But I think I I would enjoy seeing what the game has to offer, because like Joe, um, you know, in maybe like a Let's Play scenario, because like you were saying, Peter, uh, it looks like a really beautiful game. You know, and I'm really mm-hmm. interested to see how all the characters interact and all their moves and everything. I want to see the content. I just don't necessarily need to be the one controlling it.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: uh fourth place is a game that I have no interest in um that I would have gave well I did give zero points to, but um but I know that there's a whole subset of people who disagree with me. It is Shin Megami Tensei Crossfire Emblem.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll leave this one to Joe.
2: Um I mean I don't know what what else to say about like because i don't I haven't really seen much else since e three, and I've kind of been getting a little worried because I always feel like this is the kind of game that is going to get cancelled for western release uh, so you know I feel like sometimes it's mysteriously like not always listed alongside other games that are coming out, so I'm just sort of trying to not get. I don't. Disappointed her, I don't think they have
0: much to worry about, though. I mean, they've done enough stateside, uh, right? You know, advertising and discussion that if they were to drop it, they'd get a lot of hell. Oh yeah. Mm. And I, so I don't think that they would would have ever brought it here to our attention in the first place if they didn't have intent to just follow it through.
2: I hope so. I, just, I hope so. Maybe it it's won't be. It's just so darn wacky.
0: It may not be a huge priority for NOA. I mean we've seen like other games like Xenoblade, for instance, not get the attention it deserves, but it'll come out, I think. Cool. So be sure of that. And with I know the
1: popularity of Fire Emblem recently, I think since, you know, it's part Fire Emblem, I don't think Nintendo would pass it
0: up. That's true. Know. Yeah, Fire Emblem's just been growing in the States, frankly. Yeah. And you know, having like four or five characters total in Smash Brothers didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, yes, it probably was partially a shortage, but the amiibo alone kind of indicate how popular the Fire Emblem characters can be. Uh, cough, Marth, cough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, third place, um, to keep us moving, uh, it would actually be my second place pick, um, and actually that's not a pun, because it's Pikmin. Or Pikmin. Or <laughs> Pikimon-man.
2: I try to resist, but I wanna. I want to yeah. make...
0: Pekman as I pronounce it. Peekman 4. <laughs> um, I'm looking
1: forward to pekan, the upcoming tournament fighter. <laughs>
3: Peekan.
0: P-ken. Actually, Pekan's probably something that they find in the game. Uh, lying <laughs> in the dirt. Uh, no, but this, um, this was a cool announcement that was almost like a non-announcement, because it's just kind of like Miyamoto, under his breath, mentioned something. Uh, I really hope we see more of this very soon. Like, maybe at E3 or something. Um, if they are indeed working on this now, I want it now. Pe- Peakman 3 was such a stellar game for me that I didn't expect to love. My girlfriend um, was into the series before I was, and she kind of got me more interested in it, and then I played Peakman 3, and i it's one of my favorite games in the Wii U, hands down. So mm-hmm. to go back to that kind of thing and see them maybe change it up a bit, uh, it's still pretty fresh for me because I never played the first two. So. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I highly recommend doing that. I want if I could find a copy of the of the, uh, the kind Wii. of re, the re-releases with the Wii controls, yeah, I'd be very into that. But I, I think they're really expensive right now. So really, yeah. Huh. If they're not, I should look into that. Um, you guys excited for that game?
1: Oh, very. It's just there's so little info on it that it's hard to get excited, for at least for me anyway.
0: Yeah, true. So. Well, you are you are excited for the second place, uh, Star Fox Zero. And yes it's... so very okay. excited um joe how are you feeling on that star fox, star fox yeah
2: i'm going to get it when it comes out i think that uh in fact barring any anything uh drastic i think we have a best buy gift card from christmas that's kind of set aside for it so <laughs> yeah we're sold on it but um just got to release the game
0: yeah, yeah, which uh looks like it's pushed back to the summer from the spring.
2: And that that doesn't even really bother me. I mean, nope. as I've yeah. said, I have enough stuff to keep me busy both you know, work and play related, so mm-hmm. it's fine. I I really I couldn't really care less about the delays. Just um yeah, as long as it's good when it comes I'm out. I'm
1: still blown away that Platinum is developing it. Like I couldn't <laughs> have asked for anything better. Like, that's that's part of the reason why I'm so excited for it. Uh, I mean, aside from it being a new Star Fox game on a console, which I've been waiting for for a while, but it's being developed by the developers who made my favorite Wii U game at the moment, and uh, the Wonderful 101, mm-hmm. and Bayonetta 2 proved to be very great. So these guys know action, and Star yeah. Fox is, is action. And I, I, I think they even with the delays i think there's no need to worry because i feel like it's in like really capable hands like i think it's going to be amazing
0: yeah you know platinum today just announced a new uh, ninja turtles game oh man yeah it looks good it does
2: it looks pretty it's hard to that tell that transformers it's... game looks amazing those those two games i like i really wish i had access to uh, a system that could play them
1: I'm, I'm really surprised that both of them, well, one, I'm surprised one of them, the Transformers isn't on the Wii U, and I'm surprised Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles isn't announced for it. Um, uh-huh. I mean, especially Transformers. I mean, in, in Splatoon, the U.S. had the Transformers Splatfest. Um, right. I mean, I know that's not really like a huge indication, but it just seems like if they're willing to do some Transformers stuff in Splatoon, it just seems like it would have been a good fit to come on the Wii as oh. Well, I right. don't know. What the
0: hell else would we have a Transformers Flatfest for? You know?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that
0: was so out of left field.
2: I don't remember if it's one or both of those games is coming to PS3 and 360, right? So yeah. So it there's no reason they couldn't. Yeah. Right. can't be a purely hardware limitation kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So It's who knows. weird. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some more answers this year. As to uh, the decisions behind that,
3: yeah,
2: and it's the same kind of thing where if we got one or both of those games like next year, I wouldn't mind. I'd still be just as excited about it. So keep my fingers crossed. But anyway, back to uh, the games that are coming out for sure. Nintendo.
0: Um, so the first place was the obvious choice. I think um, it uh, it was my favorite pick: The uh, Legend of Zelda Wii U. Um, What we've seen looks amazing, and uh, I have the highest hopes for it. Enough said. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And it's supposed to come out this year, so yeah, let's hope that stands true. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to blow it out at E3, or do you think that they might blow it out sooner? I'm gonna. I'm thinking a huge E3 blowout. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to tell sometimes because I feel like they like doing things outside of E3 these days, but I think you're right.
1: During the voting, I had a hard time choosing between Zelda and Star Fox. I mean, I'm I'm a I consider myself a bigger fan of Zelda games, but we get Zelda games great Zelda games much more frequently than we do great sure. Star Fox games. Right. So I feel like I'm more excited to play an awesome new Star Fox game, even though I know Zelda probably going to be amazing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Fair point. And for me, I think that's part of the hype I have for Pikmin Four just because I didn't play half the series. But, yeah, um, there go. All right, so let's move on to the last three categories. Again, our time is ticking down, so instead of having anyone guess, I'm just going to name them back uh, in order, and then we'll go through it and just kind of touch base on them quickly. Um, again, Peter, we'll have you back to, to talk on these games in greater uh, lengths later. In fact, we want to get to the other topic I wanted to get to, but uh, that tends to happen on this show. So... <laughs> Uh, category, console eShop Most Wanted. Uh, number six was SteamWorld Heist. Um, oh, that's right. It's on this list for Most Wanted because it hasn't hit the Wii U yet. And, uh, it got, um, I mean, not too many points compared to the rest, but, uh, it's still good to see. Yeah. Yeah, and frankly, I mean, I bought SteamWorld Dig, uh, on the Mac, on the Wii U, and the 3DS. So I very well might buy it again on the Wii U. I wouldn't mind having it there, but uh, but yeah, well, we've already talked about that game, so let's move on to uh, number five: Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Huh? I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> you said it's it very a,
2: dramatically, uh, though. Well, it's bloodstained it's a, ritual yeah, of the
0: night. It's a like game,
1: similar to like Symphony of the Night uh, or the DS games like Portrait of Ruins. Was stuff this the like Kickstarter that. that was huge? Yeah, huge Kickstarter. Okay. Yep. It's exciting that it's coming out because for a while uh, I always forget his first name. Um, I guess you can just call him Iga, the guy who is, you know, who helped create. And like one of the creative roles of Symphony of the Night, who got kind of that style of Castlevania going, and mm-hmm. then worked on all those DS games uh, for a while. Just there weren't any of these kinds of games coming out, um, so it's exciting to see. Not not only that this type of game coming out again, but you know him as, as well. And I backed it, and I'm, they they update their backers pretty frequently. Like it's cool. They've been going through like different uh, shading, like for the characters and environments, and showing a test environment which looks really neat. Um, he, he answers questions uh, from backers all the time, and it's it's exciting uh, to look forward to this kind of game, um, especially because there are so many great ones on the DS.
0: Is the uh, overall experience of the Kickstarter and watching the development process going better than Mighty Number no. Nine? Uh I didn't
1: back Mighty Number no. Nine, but um from what I have heard of it, yes, much much better.
0: But <laughs> yeah. which by the way is number three on the list. Just to jump ahead. <laughs> How many years has this been on the most wanted list? Um probably at least two now. Uh I think it was three years ago that it was announced and that the Kickstarter happened. Back in O thirteen, so or O thirteen. I mean, I have nothing
1: like it, it. I played a little bit of a, a demo build at a convention once. It was pretty fun. So I, I think when the game comes out, people will be happy. But mm-hmm. we'll...
0: I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm just I am frustrated on how the whole operation has been handled. Um, me and, yeah, and sure. some other people, for instance, never got our uh, emails to pick our um, download codes as backers. Oh really. And, and and we still continue to say, hey, when are we gonna get our choice to pick? The game's I mean, the game's delayed now, but um you know, a lot of us don't get a lot of reaction uh from the team, uh, or help. Yeah. How so, uh
1: how frequent are like the emails for updates and stuff, just that curiosity. They
0: were pretty frequent, maybe one every two weeks or something for a while and now they've slowed down to like one maybe every two months. Mm, Yeah, Yeah, they're not very, I mean, they're, they're, I guess, working on finishing up the game, but after that, that, the the foot dropped on uh, the fact that they were going to release a a physical copy and that they had partnered with this company, and, you know, they kind of went back on what the premise was of the Kickstarter. Um, Not only did they get a lot of backlash for that, but then those updates slowed down a lot. Mm. But by that point, they'd already designed all the main bosses, and I think that they were just, at that point, just doing the work. The creative side was kind of too uh, slow trickle, and the creative stuff is what they were really announcing a lot. So, uh, number four to go backwards a little bit was Shantae Half Genie Hero, and I hear that this is a good series. I've never played it, but it is. I'd be interested in trying it. It's got the genie. Uh,
2: it looks girl looks good as the main character. Yeah. How like, many of those games are there?
1: Uh, There's one on Game Boy Color, there's the DSI uh, Shantae Risky's Revenge, and Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, so three.
2: Oh, okay. That's not that many. I don't know why, I just, I I see stuff for this franchise all the time, like on my Twitter feed, and (laughs) I, I must maybe follow the publisher or something for other reasons, but Yeah. So I just it's I I always feel like one is coming out like every couple months, but <laughs> um, right.
1: well, they it's been coming to other systems and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. The most recent one, so that's probably it. Got it.
0: Um, number two is also is very uh kind of uh, dramatic as well. Tadpole trouble. Ooh yeah.
2: Never heard of it. <laughs>
0: Matthew's game is almost here, so that's that's exciting. Um he's been
2: busy. I
0: don't know if you guys follow him on Facebook, but he's got a crap ton of uh his Brawl in the Family books that he's signing and shipping right now.
2: Yeah, I saw that picture.
0: That was a pretty great picture. Yeah. But uh Tappo Troubles should be very cool. I think it'll come out at a at a good time. because um, there hasn't been a game like it in a while. Mm-hmm. That kind of craze on the on the Wii U. Has kind of faded a little bit, and so this will feel fresh again. Plus, he's got a really unique style to go with it.
2: Yeah, I love how it looks. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, I messaged him about this, but I was talking with some musician friends a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about music notes. And it, you know, one of them could read music, the other one couldn't, and was kind of trying to ask some questions about it. And they both referred to the notes as tadpoles and like tadpoles facing one way or the other in terms of like how the notes were arranged on the staff and I was like is that a really common thing like if you guys do you know that from somewhere and they were just like uh, I don't know let's just come something we say so <laughs> I asked him about it and I think he kind of said a, a similar thing where it was just like yeah I don't know they just look like tadpoles and it's just something that uh, kind of worked so seemed to fit
0: yeah well yeah i think we're all looking forward to it in fact it was uh compared to other games in the rankings for all these things from a first and second place standpoint this was actually one of the closest to the first uh second place games there was so that's a a cool testament mm. um but the first one and uh, you know i had to vote for this one myself but ukulele I am it. beyond excited for that game. Me too. Nothing but nostalgic hope and wonderment is is in me. And following all those guys on Twitter and following the campaign, it was just it was magic. Oh yeah. And I just hope that it it continues to to come out into uh, game form by the end of it. Made me think they have a, they have a very uh, enjoyable
1: Twitter feed too. It's 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 uh. Like um like the updates for you know a Kickstarter campaign it's it's fun to follow what they do even yeah. if it's something silly.
0: Well yeah they goof off a little bit you know and they they're very lighthearted and uh, yeah and the team members are all they're all very unique but you can tell that they've also worked together for a long time so it's almost like you're part mm-hmm. of a little bit of a club when you when you observe them talking to each other or just talking to the fans and everything. It kind of feels like you're there in the, uh, in the office with them. Yeah. Now, the game is supposed to have an October release based on the Kickstarter, and I haven't seen a game Kickstarter yet, uh, whether I've backed it or not, that has actually hit that goal of its original delivery date. So, um, I'm not holding my breath, but I really, really hope it comes out this year. It would be a perfect, uh, Christmas break kind of, um, game. I get some time mm-hmm. off work for it, so that'd be fantastic.
1: It seems like it's going to be a very big and ambitious game, but just looking at the rate at which they completed that first build of it, yeah. it seems like they work pretty fast, so that could be an indication, a good indication.
0: Right. And and you know, unlike a lot of Kickstarter games, um these guys are not brand new to this, you know, to game making. Yeah. They're quite veterans um in in almost every sense of the word, so uh yeah, I'm I'm so stoked though. I mean, I I backed on, I remember backing on one kind of, one kind of tier, and then uh, I heard Grant Kirkhope's, um, rendition of one of the songs, and I instantly upped my tier more, (laughs) because I was just like, this is, this is fantastic. And then David Wise, of course, his rendition of like the same kind of song, it just, ugh! The music alone is, is almost enough to warn my dollars, but, um, the game looks stellar. And all we've seen is a very small demo. But the character art we've seen too is pretty cool. Mhm. Yeah. So, I love following this. This is this is going to be my game of 2016 from a um from a hype standpoint, I think. Even more I so. Think than I think I feel the same way. Like, yeah. Just I mean, oh, yeah, I'm so excited to see how this turns out. But okay. Um let's move on to 3DS most wanted. Let's uh go through here. Number 6 was Dragon Quest. Uh looks like that's 11. Dragon Quest 11 in Search of Departed mm-hmm. or what? Is that it in search of departed,
2: probably of the departed something okay. I was or gonna
0: say either either the poll had it wrong or they've got some sort of English going on, but um uh yeah, I'm not into the series, not anything says, against it, but
2: in search of departed time, ah uh, maybe it's cut off, yeah, it Let's could see. also be a. Oh, it working is. Working title or something like that? <laughs> no, it's
0: just cut off in the spreadsheet. All right, that's foolish. All right, Dragon Quest Eleven: in search of departed time. I'm in search of that departed time now that I lost by screwing
2: it up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh you guys uh,
2: interested in, in this game? Yes, yeah. very much so.
0: Is it going to do anything special, or is it just kind of like another good game in the series kind of thing?
2: Probably that one, but it's um I don't know, there's some interesting uh little nuggets as far as that whole uh top screen bottom screen thing. Have you heard about how that's going to work no. for this game? It's uh as far as I know, it's only for certain parts of the game, so we don't know how extensive this is going to be throughout the experience, but the top screen will be like uh like your normal 3D environment that you walk around in the way you would in, in like, Dragon Quest VIII, you know, on the PlayStation 2. Uh, but the bottom screen is that same world rendered in, like, 16-bit graphics as if you were playing the game on the Super Nintendo. That's cool. And you can pretty much, like, you could play the, that part of the game like you could just ignore one screen or the other. It's It's supposed to be that, you know... That seamless, so I can't
1: remember. Do the uh, do the battles also make that transition?
2: Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. I would hope so. Again, I, I feel now. like I mean they they kind of showcased that they kind of led with that, but at least for the 3ds version. But the fact that they kept kind of saying like that it's just for parts of the game makes me wonder like, okay, is it only in towns or? like what does yeah. that mean exactly uh, so
0: that sounds almost like a letdown then
2: well we but we don't know we just yeah. don't know i mean maybe heck if they cuz a, a lot of people are really excited about that so maybe they would expand it or something i don't know
0: to me i'm i'm thinking right now about how pokemon only allows 3d in certain situations you
2: know like <laughs> what
0: kind of excuse was that we never got an answer to it right you know? but this this is obviously more intricate than i would say 3d would would be uh i would think But um, it's a cool premise,
2: though. I think the amazing thing is even just that they can handle the 3D version of that game on the 3DS is pretty exciting to think that not only would we not be getting like a really watered down game, but that it's actually, you know, can offer a little bit more with that second screen. Yeah, I like
1: that the PlayStation 4 and 3DS versions have unique uh, qualities to them. Mm Kind of like maybe not as to the extent of, but kind of like Nino Cooney Kuni makes me think
3: about.
0: Hmm. Alright, well, uh, let's move on to the fifth game, which is also an RPG. It is uh, Bravely Second Endlayer. Huh? Um, didn't play the first uh, Bravely Default, but I've heard good things. I almost bought it, um, but uh, I forget the reason that I didn't. I think Mop It Up helped me decide not to get it. Not that she was bashing it, but just in talking with her, Something something about our conversation led me to be like, Yeah, I think I can do without. I
3: think
1: um, Something about soundtracks, too, I remember. Finger.
0: Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's what was getting me into it. Yeah. The soundtrack, I heard some snippets and I wanted to freaking play it, but um, but then I heard more about the game and I was just, yeah, I can listen to the soundtrack for free, <laughs> essentially. Just go to YouTube. So I'm going to make a note. I'm going to do that tomorrow. That works. Just, just, <laughs> just a side note. Um but uh I think it's pretty um well accepted that this is a great win for the 3DS to have the sequel to this game and to have a sequel cuz it sounds like it's a pretty solid uh franchise.
2: Yeah, and I I have not played the first one either, but I completely intend to and same with the sequel. So someday I'll I'll get around to playing them and I'm I'm very excited that they exist and I'm I'm glad that the first one was successful enough to uh to get a sequel.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, this next game, in the fourth place for the 3DS Most Wanted, is is a sequel as well, and actually this is the first year that I will be actually looking into the sequel. Um, I haven't finished Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney, but Ace Attorney 6 is something that I now know I would enjoy based on my experience with the aforementioned game. Are you guys into the series at all?
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Huge fan. Uh, I have not been, but... Um I just I just have to buy one someday, I guess. I mean, they, they look really good. You really
0: should. I mean, I, I haven't played too much of, you know, Leighton vs. Ace Attorney, but um, the Ace Attorney gameplay, and I'd like to dive deeper into this in time. Maybe I'll play more of the game and I can talk about it on the show, but, I, I you know, I didn't expect to understand it or to like it or anything. Not that I expected to hate it, but I just, you know, it's, it's a courtroom for God's sake. How is that going to be mm-hmm. that fun? But uh, but frankly, it's pretty great, and it's like a fun puzzle, but it's entertaining. It, I mean, if I can... This is a weird analogy, perhaps, but if I can like the Telltale games where you're kind of getting a story, and you, yeah, you're choosing a couple decisions, but it's more or less a movie, Ace Attorney kind of feels like that, too. But at the same time, you have to kind of solve the movie. It's not just... You just pick, and then it goes through the motions. I mean, you really have to right. pick correctly. You have hit points, more or less. I mean, you can't screw up too many times... Um,
1: it's pretty, well, it does a great job building up drama too.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, watching the character animations and the art, and how like picking the right answer makes the character you know that's on the stand sweat a little bit and freak out. and yeah. Their personalities are so wild from what I've seen. It's mm-hmm. um, it's like a deranged nightmare that is uh, kind of great <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> so I'd recommend it, Joe. But uh. If you don't play it, I'll try to play it, because I think, I, I don't know nothing about, or I don't know anything about um, this particular game, but I uh, I need to look into it more now that I know that one's coming. You know I, um, I'm
1: excited
2: about? Oh, sorry. Well, I just want to ask real quick, because I, I did play a demo for, for one of the Ace Attorney games at some point. Um, I don't even remember. I, I don't remember which one it was. But um, I know that I was, like, most of the time I was actually investigating, like, crime scenes like i was kind of like going around and collecting evidence and things like that uh i believe the first case had to do with like a a person on a film set who was playing like a, a samurai or something like that if that refreshes any of your memories but um so is that is that common to the series like is that in every game in addition to the courtroom stuff or are there games in the series that are like just the courtroom
3: Um,
1: so each game has, uh, investigation stuff, so like, before a trial, it's like a point-and-click kind of game, so you gotta talk to people and, uh, find evidence and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a pretty big part of the game, but I mean, the, the parts with the, that you, that I, that I really look forward to is the courtroom stuff, but I still have fun investigating and...
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I can't speak too much to it because uh, the latent games, the, it's the latent portion that so far has been the investigation, while the uh, Ace Attorney's been the only courtroom stuff, but which might be a, a good fit for you at the same time.
1: Um, I was going to say, um, I'm excited about Ace Attorney 6, but man, I really hope we get that one Ace Attorney game that's like a side story that takes place a lot way before all the other Ace Attorney games. Mm hmm. Are you familiar with that? No. no. Oh, it's uh, I, I it's it takes place in Japan, like, but it's like I don't know, maybe at least a hundred years before all the other games. Interesting. Um, so all new characters, um, but it's uh, I don't know, it 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 looks so different. I mean, it has like relatives of all the characters we like and of course new characters and it just has a style that it makes it feel like it's like a new entry to the series but also feels like its own thing like the start of something really cool and i mean there have been 5 ace attorney games and they're great but it would be great to play something that is totally diff uh, totally separate from that series you know but just as good mhm Hopefully that gets announced. It seems weird to announce Ace Attorney 6 and then kind of skip that one. I don't know. Hmm.
0: Yeah, pretty much everything's come out in the States now, so, you know, what would be the point of holding it back?
1: Yeah, and it's on the 3DS, so it's not like it's, you know, digging up DS stuff or anything like
0: that. Right. Uh, third place in the 3DS Most Wanted was Zero Escape, Zero Time Dilemma. Yes. Don't know anything about this. What's Anyone got the quick rundown?
1: I don't think there's such a thing as a quick rundown for this
0: series. <laughs> is this this is in the same series as nine ninety nine? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um is it out yet? No. Okay. Um I thought I saw someone mentioned something about Zero Escape. Is there was there another Zero Escape game?
2: Yeah, like a a year or two ago. Yeah, okay.
0: Like
2: yeah. There this will be the third one in the series.
0: Oh okay. Um wow, alright yeah, this is a, a series that I'd like to try sometime, perhaps based on recommendations, but
2: so good. Very, mm-hmm. very unsettling at times, but, um, just, oh man, the, the atmosphere that they set up, uh, is just, it's like nothing else that I've, that I've found to play. Um, I'm sure that there are other like visual novel type series that, uh, Maybe do an equally good job, but the fact that the gameplay is 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 also as as entertaining to me it's just such a great such a great package every time one of these comes out
3: mm-hmm.
0: are they usually full retail price and everything oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they're just dead off my radar, but uh for no other reason than I'm not paying attention,
2: you know what I've started to see is um because sort of the premise of of these games, uh, in a more micro level, is like you have to escape from a room, right? You're like trapped in a room somehow, uh, or or just investigating or something like that. But um, and and oftentimes they'll say like you have to seek a way out of the room. And I've seen uh, this company, and there's one they have a location in Rochester, they've got one in Buffalo, I think they've also got one in Syracuse maybe, so maybe it's just a a regional thing for right now, but um, although that's not true I think they're all over the country. Anyway they actually like lock you in a room and there will be like puzzles and clues and stuff on how to get yourself out of said room and you play with other people and cooperate and solve puzzles and Looks very interesting. So I think we're probably going to try that out at some point in the next year or something. Get yeah. a group together.
0: Cool. Yeah, they have um, at least one of those around here.
2: So. Oh, so you've you've heard of them too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they just call escape rooms. It's is it not a relatively new thing?
0: Um. Yeah, they even featured on uh, an episode of The Big Bang Theory like a couple seasons ago. Um, yeah, there's a whole episode around it. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, re- It's you know, in the last three, four years, probably. And they're not three designed years. with horror in mind. They're designed with puzzle solving, and it's not like Saw, where there's, you know, right. threats to you, per se. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a live video game. But, um, <clears throat> moving on, uh, second place for 3DS Most Wanted is actually already out now, it's Mario Luigi paper jam uh this is an, this is the other game that I hope to one day get a two for one deal or something with Triforce Heroes because <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna pick this up right now, but uh, it looks pretty good it's gotten some pretty good reviews
2: eh. <laughs> just it's <not> really <laughs> on my, it's just not really on my radar Peter,
1: are you the same way i'm s- I'm still playing uh, Mario and Luigi Dream Team, so I need to... <laughs> I, I'm not planning on picking up Paper Jam anytime soon, but I like Dream Team. I like Bowser's Inside Story. It's a really fun series.
0: So. Yeah. You know, not to digress, but Dream Team, I was thinking I wasn't going to like nearly as much as I hoped to because I had heard some negative things about it, but when I finally got around to playing it, I liked it a lot. So... Um, Did you beat it?
3: Yeah. hmm
0: and uh, I think it was about a 30-hour gameplay. So it was a pretty decently lengthy game. And um, Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, these games
1: generally just have really good music, funny dialogue, really, really interesting battle systems that are super creative and interactive. Um, so I'm sure Paper Jam has all that, and I'm sure it's really fun.
0: So the number one 3DS most wanted game is Fire Emblem Fates.
1: So, uh, just from what we've seen of these Fire Emblem uh, Fates games, um, it seems like they're just taking everything that made Awakening uh, so good and groundbreaking, and like just kind of dialing all that stuff up. I mean, the whole split uh, split story thing really interests me as someone who enjoys you know story in games. I, I think that's a really cool uh, thing that not a lot of games do. It, it's kind of like Pokemon, you know, where it's two different versions with different stuff going on. I think that's super neat and. Do they uh, connect? New? Yeah, that's that's the interesting thing. So I don't know all, how all this goes down, but apparently, like the first few missions in both versions are exactly the same, but after that, they deviate to where you you'll basically be playing for either side. So you'll be fighting the side, or you'll be fighting one of the sides. Um, you'll be fighting the side that you can join in the other game. that you're part of. Oh, that's game. wicked.
3: I like it. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a really cool concept, um, and I'm I'm just really excited about that.
0: Frankly, Pokemon should try that themselves. You know, one's the Team Rocket edition. One's, the, you know, <laughs> I you
2: have a lot of people cool. that would be excited for that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, all right. Well, you know, honestly, as someone who's not interested in the series per se, that definitely intrigued me more, and I like the uh, the premise. I'll have to keep an eye out for that.
2: I want to play Awakening before I play one of these. I know I don't have to do it that way, but I just I just kinda want to and uh I can't seem to like, isn't it expensive now? Hasn't it been uh, kind of become it's
1: it, it was it was hard to find for a bit, but I think Nintendo has made enough copies as to where it's pretty easy to find just the
3: oh.
2: it hasn't
1: dropped in price but it hasn't risen in price either really
2: okay yeah
1: that's good to
0: know okay this leaves us with one final category in like 30 seconds if i'm keeping track which i'm not anymore um, so let's let's run through the 3DS eShop most wanted for 2016 number 6 was the final of three games in all these categories that got zero votes it's Dementium 2 Remastered.
2: That was very intense. Thanks. I figured
0: it's got to be
1: a intense game. I would love to hear that at the starting screen. Like, you can <laughs> just call them and record that. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, maybe it's the best part of the game. I don't know. What What is this game about? Do you guys know? This was... Well, um... I feel really ignorant. I should have researched this stuff. A yeah, first-person about... horror game? Like a shooter kind of yeah. thing? Wasn't it from a notable uh, developer? Yeah, it's uh, Renegade Renegade Kid, Kid. I believe. Yeah. Right, okay, that's right. if I'm
2: not mistaken, it was like... I can't remember exactly, but this was like... He was going to tech demo um, something for... Maybe it was like Silent Hill or something like that. And he was like, like, trying to show this company, like, look, I can make a good game in your franchise. And I think they passed on it, so... He just turned that into the Dementium series or something like that.
0: You know, I've wanted to get into the Silent Hill series myself, so maybe I should look at this instead of make fun of it for getting zero votes. (laughs) But I don't know when it's coming out, but I'll I'll keep an eye on that. Um, How about Mutant Muds Super Challenge, number five?
1: Also a renegade kid. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
0: really. I played the demo, and uh, or, or did I? No, I played the demo of whatever one was on the Wii U. During that um Nindies think at that's home. Mutant Mud Super Challenge, I think. Okay, so same one. Okay. There's just like a three D S and U version. Okay. Uh yeah. yeah, I haven't played this series much myself, but I don't see why I wouldn't enjoy it.
2: hmm uh-huh.
0: Now I don't know too it's, much. It's fun. It's fun you've played. I like it. it. What about uh, treasure knots? Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard much about this? This was number four. Also Renegade this is Kid. A, yeah, this is just like the <laughs> Renegade right. Kid category. Andrew should have picked someone besides Renegade Kid to uh, put in the poll. Um, <laughs> although it was led by our preliminary uh, nominations and stuff. So what's Treasure Knots then? And how is it different
2: than Mutant Muds? All I know is it's kind of loot-based. And that's all I know. I okay. think it might have multiplayer.
0: A loot-based okay. multiplayer game. Fantastic.
3: Yeah,
2: hey, let's go with that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. and uh, We're. I know we're kind of wrapping things up, so we're just we're going. But number three is Azure Striker Gunvolt two. Hmm. Huh? Is this is is this in the same series as Mighty Gunvolt or something or what was? It? Uh.
1: Yeah. It's a sequel to that Azure Striker Gunvolt Gunvolt oh, okay. game.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. Is that related not to... Not made by Renegade Kit. No. <laughs> but with assistance from Renegade Kit. <laughs> um, they like a secret developer, like uh, retro and Mario Kart levels and stuff. Uh, <laughs> all right, number two was Mighty Number no. 9, which uh, ranked a little bit higher on the 3DS than the console. I'm not sure what that says about the uh, 3DS landscape, but I think a lot of people are looking forward to playing this on 3DS. Which I don't think it was originally a 3DS. That might have been a stretch goal. I think the Wii was too, actually. Come to think of it, but um, so that leaves just one more game. The top spot for 3DS eShop most wanted is one that was just announced, like the other day. Um, I guess it had to be a month ago when this started. But uh, Box Boy, one more box. So a sequel to Box Boy. Sounds and, great. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'd be I'd be interested in this game even if it didn't add that much to it, just because it would be nice to go back to the box boy premise. But um, I believe this game is actually due out in Japan pretty soon, if it's not already out. And uh, I think it's supposed to kind of expand on the concept, so uh, it kind of already has my money as far as I'm concerned.
1: I imagine we'll get it probably pretty soon, too. Maybe just still kind of stealthily come out.
0: Right. Well there can't be that much uh translation to go. Just some stage names maybe and you know yeah. menus and stuff, so um and, and it and seems pretty far along, so yeah. Okay. So uh, I think we've lost our steam a little bit. I think I'm pretty tired. We've uh we've run over two hours, so we probably should wrap it up. Is there any uh anything coming this year that you guys want to mention that you didn't already?
3: Hmm. for me,
0: ukulele was kind of... that's the big one, and then you know we talked about some of the console most wanted, but ukulele is is absolutely the biggest thing on my radar uh I even have a printed picture from the Kickstarter page on my cubicle wall uh so, that I just <laughs> printed out that day and put up there, and it's been there since so I'm looking forward to that for sure uh but awesome, I guess we don't really know too much about what's what the future has to hold besides what's listed here. That's great. I mean, the NX is on the horizon. We don't know if that's even going to be this year. At
1: the top, the top
0: of my head. Um, what's that?
1: Uh, I was just <clears throat> saying how I can't think of anything yeah.
0: else at the top of my head. I challenge those listening to go to the, the thread for this episode and, and post what you're looking forward to. Uh, any last comments,
2: Joe? You know what? Let me add a last comment. Okay. It's been nice podcasting with you guys again.
0: Thanks, Peter, for uh, for joining us on this episode of the podcast, and um, it's good to have you back. We were we only stepped outside of the tarmac once or twice, so. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah,
1: it's,
3: it's always, always a fun. pleasure. Uh-huh.
0: All right, so yeah, like I've said, we're out of time. Um, I really would like the listeners to comment on what you've heard. Do so at negativeworld.org. Just find the thread associated with the episode. Uh, if you don't want to subscribe and you're a listener, reach us through Facebook or. Uh, Twitter, you know, we're at negative underscore world over there. Uh, thanks again, guys, for uh, doing the show with me and um, spending your Thursday night uh, bullshitting with uh, with me about games. Yeah, thanks Absolutely. for having me. So Happy New Year, uh, enjoy new games, and hopefully a New Year of podcasts.
1: And play Codename Steam, everybody.
0: Do it. Alright, have a good night, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Alright, good night. Bye. See ya.